0: g yeah Yo, that Rondo thing is nuts. Like, have you actually read the, the, the Instagram post? i read the whole thing. He's actually a baby. <laughs> He's gonna have, like, there's gonna be some issues with him. There's gonna be, you know, those meetings that they have? Those, uh, team meetings and all-player meetings? Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of those.
1: <laughs> I would actually just suspend him without pay. Wow! For, uh...
0: Are we are we happy he's not on the Raptors? Remember the days of when like we had players like that on the Raptors where it was just like the name recognition was the thing thank, that they went after?
1: Thank God that's stuff
0: I know, now we have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, man. Our All-Star starters. Welcome to the Tip of the Tower podcast. Where we love we love DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. So happy that we don't have Rajon Rondo.
1: Yeah, I'm thrilled we don't have Rondo because he's actually a walking basketball cancer and everywhere he goes he destroys so i'm quite happy he's not here put it bluntly
0: (laughs) he's i mean he's he's damned that uh, chicago team because he at least has another year on his contract and it's like 14 million so he's not getting stretched
1: dude where to start with him though i mean you go back to his time at kentucky he didn't get along with any of his teammates and teammates even said he was hitting on you know, their girlfriends, like just ridiculous stuff like that. We are like, okay, whatever, he's a kid. Then you go to Boston, and him and Ray Allen did not get along. Just didn't get along. Like that was well documented, and I mean we saw what happened there. And Sacramento, whatever, you made it work with what? The Misfit Toys and DeMarcus Cousins? Like cool. You made it work for a season with absolutely nothing. Great. Chicago, same thing. Like this guy, everywhere he goes, it's the same stuff. Nobody's going to want him now.
0: Oh, you forgot the, the famed Mavericks run, man.
1: Yeah, him and uh, Carlisle. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. You're right. Him and Carlisle.
0: Was, <laughs> that was comical. When like the playoffs started, they literally just told him, like, yo, you just just go home. We don't need you on the team. This is a mistake to make the trade, and uh, we don't need you to play in the playoffs. And they just never – I don't even think he was at the games. They just told him to go home, basically.
1: So there's, like, only one team that might take a gamble on him because, you know, they took a gamble on Derrick Rose. So that might be the Knicks.
0: Oh, the Knicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying they need a point guard, right? This um, Derrick Rose getting the max, you know, makes sense. They need a point guard that can shoot. They need a lot. They need a lot, uh, and it's point- more than
1: just trading Mellow.
0: Oh yeah, that Melo trade. Can the Raptors, Raptors get in on that Mellow? Do you think that's like on, even? Dude. Do you even think that's like a worthwhile <laughs> trade for the Raptors to make for, for Carmelo? No,
1: not at all. This is like some first take stuff now, but no,
0: not at all. I mean.
1: What would you even have to give up to get a mellow, First of all, for the Raptors, and really, how does he make how does he make him better?
0: Hold on a second, it's not like first take. That's just you know he's a available. So would you consider him a star player? Man, I, I'm a more down on on
1: Mello than most people are. I don't think he's I don't think he makes you any better. I think he's just okay. That's it.
0: Okay. So okay. Like, how because
1: how does it, he make them? If you're the Raptors, how does he make you better? Everybody always is like, yeah, but like he's it's mellow. I'm like, okay, and how does he make you better?
0: The only thing that I'm really like concerned about is like he gives you that three point shot from, and he would most likely be playing the four in the Raptors lineup. So they have a bunch of like wings now, and at least he would be able to play small. We get to play small ball with Melo in the lineup. Just saying, man, it's not a. I'm not saying make the trade, but I'm saying that you know, just like consider, just like weigh the options at least. Don't just blindly uh, march forward.
1: Okay, here I'll ask you this. Since these two players have a similar cost to acquire them, Mellow or Millsap, who would you get?
0: Is the cost the same? Because the the Clippers, like, they said that the Clippers, uh, Nick said that the Clippers don't need to offer any of their big three to get to get Mellow. So.
1: I believe that one when it goes through the transaction wire, <laughs> to be honest.
0: But yeah, obviously Millsap is worth more, way more. I don't... For the regular fan, what do you think? Who do you think is more valuable to like your to your average fan?
1: To so your average fan, probably Mellow, which is pretty sad, but
0: <laughs> name recognition, baby.
1: That's all it is with that.
0: Stay, and it's just it's crazy. Stay. It's cr- stay M e seven zero, like steam <laughs> Why is it a seven? Do you know what um, I'm talking Mello? about? Yeah, he was like Stay Mellow, and then he would put like a seven instead of an L. And the brand, same man. As we'll say. Mello's all about building his brand. That's what he's about. I mean, that may, that makes a lot of sense. Being in New York.
1: Well, one thing too, everybody's got to keep in mind about these Mello rumors is there's a colossal power struggle in New York right now between Phil Jackson and Mello. So I'm sure both of them are going to send out reports to try and make things seem one way because neither guy wants to lose because their ego can barely fit in Madison Square Garden. And it's just – there's going to be a lot of conflicting reports probably going forward. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think they're literally going to stay the same and just have to find a way to make it work. And Come then, on, if you're Melo, Mellow, do you really want to say Phil Jackson drove me out of town? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, but I would love to say that I joined the Clippers and were like trying to challenge the Warriors.
1: No, that's true too. That's true. But who knows what the cost is going to be. You know we should get into some rapper stuff to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably get his Raptor stuff. Mellow to the Raptors um,
0: confirmed. Oh my god, could you imagine? I, can't, I, I, I honestly retina. can't even imagine. I don't think Masai Ujiri would make a trade like that.
1: Hell no, he traded Mellow away once. I don't think he's going to go get him. Okay, right. you want the good stuff that we talk about first, or you want to talk about the bad stuff? I think we should talk about the good stuff.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Happy birthday, Vince Carter.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh man, you see that uh, 360 layout? Not bad for a 40-year-old. Which is crazy. I didn't even realize that he was 40 years old until they kept saying it, like, every two minutes on the broadcast.
1: Right? It was nuts. And, okay, I got to admit, though, one funny thing was uh, Brian Hayes from TSN, TSN Radio on Overdrive there, the show he does, he tweeted out that, I haven't seen Vince Carter this excited since his graduation because, you know, <laughs> the guy barely ever has any heart when he played with Toronto down the stretch <laughs> there, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. love Vince, guys. but you quit on us. I, I just... You know, 40 years later, you consider how old 40 is. You know, people are, like, talking about their uh, their hip, you know, their knee problems. And he's here doing 360 layups and dunking it on people. It's kind of just hard to, like, think about like, how long he's been in the league.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy how his vertical has never declined, man. Like, it's just nuts. Even through the knee injuries, it's just... He just always looks on another level when he jumps.
0: Mm-hmm. He had that nuclear athleticism on, like, the Raptors and... Even you know in a decline, he's still it's still like an insanely great athlete. So I hope, I'm happy that his dunks aren't going away. Maybe he'll end up like Dr. Uh, I think it's Dr. J, where he ended up like dunking into all the way into his, like his 60s. He's still capable of dunking, dunking the ball.
1: Man, I don't see why he would. VC just like you said, he's just some ridiculous athleticism. Should we get to the bad stuff now? <laughs>
0: Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: okay, we'll, we'll go in lightly. Um, Marcus All, to put it bluntly, took a shit on the Raptors the other night. Like, just destroyed them in every way possible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the light stuff.
0: Man, the biggest problem with that is uh, the centers on the Raptors are not used to leaving the paint at all. And uh, Marcus All is just like, yo, I shoot threes now. <laughs> and that's basically what he's been doing is just shelled the Raptors from deep. The-
1: Marcus is literally what the Raptors would want Valentinus to become.
0: Oh, what a dream. Don't tease me. Yeah. <laughs> I know that'd be the oh
1: could you imagine though? Just imagine swapping Marcusall and JV. Who? I think they could beat the Cavs.
0: Yeah, the other thing it would be worthy worthy of beating the Cavs, but don't 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 get my hopes up, man. Don't get the hopes up.
1: All right, so we'll kill your dreams and we'll get to the worst stuff now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this five-game losing streak, obviously there's been a lot of injuries that we could say is one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Is there reason for concern here? Because I'm looking at some things and I think there is some reason for concern, especially for a team like the Raptors that's been so resilient. Um, you look at it and you could say there's chinks in the armor. I mean they rank 16th in defensive rating, tied with Cleveland and Houston. Their defensive rebounding percentage is 74.8%. That's 29th in the league, only you know ahead of Boston. And then <laughs> something we saw so much of before DeRozan went down with injury when Lowry was struggling was they go back – it's like they revert to their old ways. of just iso basketball with dead sets where – look at the Phoenix game, for example. We saw DeRozan try and play one-on-one with P.J. Tucker and it's just – it's like the Raptors lack creativity to get anything done down the stretch. And it's agonizing to watch because it just reminds me of the old teams where it would be like, oh boy, what the heck is going on out there? So – I don't know. There's just basically defense, rebounding and a yeah. lack of anything down the stretch is yeah, reason for concern.
0: He hit the nail on the head and it's just um I mean they go. they went through a little bit of a rough patch, but pff, the shots just not falling, you know, the they're playing like second games of back to backs and that's gonna hurt. Especially when you're playing against Memphis, a team that's gonna like grind you into dust. You know, that's literally their that's like their play style, so if you're playing them on a the second game of a back to back, that hurts, but the shots just not falling, and uh, the Demar Derozan injury hurts as well. You know, so <laughs> I know we're we're, we're, we're pretending like uh, you know the sky is falling, and it kind of is falling <laughs> right now. But you know, Demar Derozan's injured, and I <clears throat> I think we're really seeing like the effects, like how good he actually is for this Raptors team. And I think uh, our like my perception of Demar Derozan was is not the not the highest, you know. And um, I'm starting to see his value right now.
1: <laughs> can uh, can you repeat that again, please?
0: <laughs> I just want to
1: get that on the record.
0: <laughs> I miss DeMar DeRozan, man. Oh, whoa. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his score like is just his um. Kyle Lowry has to do so much work when without DeMar DeRozan on the court, and he's playing these crazy amount of minutes, and you know he's diving all over the court just to like maintain possession or like to get steals and stuff like that, even in in that Memphis game that they played there's like a, i think it was like in the second quarter where he literally jumped into like the second second row of the crowd to save the ball yep. to get it back in for a three point shot and like the raptors scored off of that but the my, the amount of energy he has to expend just to keep the team in the game it's it's going to be detrimental for the playoffs does he not look worn down a bit right now or is it just me yeah he does man they, oh, everybody <laughs> everybody on this team needs like a lebron break for like a couple couple weeks so they can, especially Lowry, dude. And I feel like that might be coming if Demar Derozan comes back. I have a feeling there might be some sort of, not vacation, but there's gonna be people resting you know, in the middle of the season here.
1: Okay, now that we talk about rest,
0: though, and we talk about you know missing Demar
1: Derozan, what if we rank the Raptors that they could ill afford to lose? You know, like from I guess the most viable player to wherever we feel like stopping.
0: It's okay. I guess
1: Lowry's the most important?
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Like I was thinking about a you know, like how if they lost Lowry, <clears throat> like if he didn't come back in uh in the free agency this year, how many wins do you think the Raptors would would acquire in the next season? Ooh. Well it depends who they bring in, first of all. But they over the cap.
1: Yeah, I that's what I was gonna say next. So are they a five hundred team? Or like slightly above five hundred?
0: I think so. I mean he's that valuable, man. <laughs> like, like a fifty like the Raptors are a fifty five win team with him on the roster, and without him, they're like five hundred. I can't Corey Joseph isn't you know, maybe he's like half the player that Kyle like Lowry is, but
1: Well here, I got a question. It's not enough. Is a is a Lowryless Raptors better than the Milwaukee Bucks? Ooh, because ooh. if it's not then that's that's what they would be in my opinion mm.
0: dang and then they got you know Giannis Jabari right yeah we haven't
1: just... even seen them with Chris Middleton yet
0: yeah that's true so mm. wow
1: now Brogdon like they got pieces
0: Brogdon, so. my favorite one of my favorite players in the league right now
1: I love watching him play dude but, uh, as much as I love watching yeah, Jokic you're... play, but that's a whole other topic.
0: Yeah, you're right, man. So they're like a 500 team without Kyle Lowry. And then, you know, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan feels replaceable, even though that they're losing right now.
1: He does. We'll get it. We. get. I mean, we can get into that right now if mm-hmm. you
0: want. I mean, you would be the second most, you know, irreplaceable player, but he still feels replaceable. <laughs> well, he does a bit. Here, let's bang through the list then quick, because
1: Lowry, DeRozan, I think you and I both agree with Patrick Patterson, Patterson at three. But then it gets really interesting.
0: Um, yeah, it's like, you know, at this point, I think it probably, you could trade pretty much anybody. Like Damari Carroll was, was supposed to be like the, the fourth guy, but this year he's just falling off a cliff in, in terms of like defensive and offensive capability.
1: So maybe this roster isn't as good as we think without Lowry. Or maybe it's just not as good. Like, Period. do they have a lot of deficiencies that Lowry just makes invisible?
0: It's three point shooting, man, he's a sniper. And there's just like a lot of times where he'll um, come off of a screen, like the pick and roll, and he just like has a sliver of space, and the, just like the degree of difficulty of which his shots are are being taken is just ridiculous. I don't know if usually the Raptors won't get anything else outside of some action like that, so. If they're just missing that, you know, how are they generating points?
1: I have, not, it's a puzzling question because I don't really have an answer. Like I don't know if anybody does because you look at this roster, and you go, okay, there's a lot of nice pieces, but is it enough to really beat like a Cavs or be ultra competitive in the East? Mm. Nah. Mm. Nah. Nah, you know, like nah, you can make a case. I think the Celtics and the Raptors are almost mere images of themselves now.
0: Oh yeah, like the star point guard, and then you got like a bunch of great pieces around him.
1: Yep. If JV can take that next step forward and become like that pick and pop guy that they were talking about, like remember when the postseason ended last year, and they said JV's going to start working on his three and shooting twenty footers. Like we haven't seen any of that.
0: Yeah, and he's barely shooting it from like the elbow. So and he's yeah, he's barely making. I, he, I don't think he's shooting the three. I don't think he's shooting the three, man. I don't think that's happening for him. I don't. It's just like not within his, his play style at all.
1: Well, you know who else should stop shooting the three is Jared Sollinger, at least from uh, like dead on threes. Dude, I'm looking at his shot chart the past four years. He's horrific in dead on threes. It's, it's under 27% consistently, like for four years. Just stop shooting it. Go in the corners. Just stick to the left elbow that you love to shoot, and that's it. That's it. Go feast down low. Yeah, I don't know why he keeps shooting it, dude.
0: They Well, he kind of needs to shoot. Like, he's so wide open on it. I mean, you know, you're open for a reason, but he's so wide open he needs to be able to hit it because if he's not capable of doing that pick and pop, like, what uh, what else is he doing on the floor that is contributing to take the team?
1: Take the Bismack route, man. Like, pick and dive and then just crash the glass somewhere the Raptors desperately need right now. I mean, the Raptors rank bottom five in almost every rebounding statistic in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, that's not, where he'll help him. When it was crash and dive with Biombo, it was like the lob was like ever-present. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true, too. I know they're different players and all, but...
0: It's like, I gotta give this awkward bounce pass to a solinger, and then he has to, like, muscle it up around the rim. I mean, he's great around the rim, but... It's not a surefire thing like, a, like an canal oop is.
1: And even if he was to drive and try and dish out, nobody would respect the drive. They'd be like, okay, keep coming.
0: Yeah, exactly, so... Probably Sondr Ger- is probably on the bottom of that list.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's near the bottom Hold on a one year deal. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you, yeah. Let's it's, get to the DeRozan <laughs> part where you're saying he's he's replaceable
1: a bit because, I mean, when he's out of the lineup, Norm Powell absolutely thrives. Norman
0: Powell, welcome to the church of Norman, where he shoots 39% from three as a starter. <clears throat> he was like what 14 points per game, 39%, 39.5% from three as a starter steal a game turn over a game and he just looks amazing in transition like that's the best part about him
1: he has a new element to this team when he starts and yeah. dude i don't know what it is because when everybody's speed? in the lineup he doesn't play right
0: it's the speed and like it looks a lot like russell westbrook's uh when ma- one man fast breaks like it's a one, one two step like one step and then on the second step you can literally see him changing gears like a car from first to second gear right and he just basically just becomes a bolt of lightning to to the rim the only problem is like he doesn't finish everything like Westbrook does
1: no well Norm Powell like if you want to use like a football analogy a lot of the great running backs in the NFL right now they're what everybody likes to call one cut backs they'll make one cut hit the hole gone that's literally Norm Powell like you just said he makes that one cut and he's either attacking or he's, sh- he's shooting a jump shot. And he's just... I think the his ability to minimize what he's going to do with the ball has helped him become a more efficient player.
0: Yeah, he's, you know... Shoot either one-cut drive or one-cut shot. Yeah, exactly. Or shoot the open three when it swings to you. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's just great, man. It's, he's, gr- he's a great extension of Lowry. But if you're going to have him... If you're going to have uh, Norman Powell on your squad, then you need somebody else... To take in that, like, Norman Powell is like the third guy on your team, and you need a better second dude. JV? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be JV, right? But, yeah, at this point, we're it still actually, kind of waiting. At this point, it, need, it kind of like should be JV because Powell is like a secondary option. So it should be Lowry. And then if it's not Lowry, then it's JV post ups or like the pick and pops at the elbow or, you know the pick-and-roll for those, like, weird lobs that are not alley-oops but are kind of, like, jump shots, sort of. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do, I do. Well, it's hard to describe JV's game because it's kind of a bunch of things, right? And it's
1: nothing that's really consistent.
0: Yeah, none of it's, like, um, none of it, like, folds into each other, you know? Like, I don't see him doing a lot of dives and then he catches it, like, you know, in, like a like, a seal and then, like, hits them with, like, one or two moves and, like, hooks it in or something like that. It's usually... If he's doing the post up, you have to set up the post up. If he's doing the pick and roll, you got to do the pick and roll. He's not gonna post up out of the pick and roll. It never. It's it's a. He basically just has like a bunch of skill sets that don't that do fit together, but he's not putting them together.
1: It's really weird, and you've seen the Raptors try and run things for him, or like like for example, a lot of one five screens. They love that because you know between Solinger and JV, they're both excellent screeners. And Lowry, we've seen what he can do with the ball at the point of attack. And they run that to death, but then JV just kind of wanders off in a no-man's land. Whether yeah, he, it be, like, that 20-footer that he can't shoot, or he'll dive to the rim when everybody just crashes in, and you're like, Kate, hey, what the hell are you doing?
0: Yeah, and he's, like, putting up this contested layup over, like, two or three dudes. And, which Yeah. Is, <laughs> and it's, like, you know, it's fine to do that, but he typically will miss it, and you'll get, like, the putback but uh if you just like caught that on the run and then like you know bumped your dude and then like gave him a hook shot or like an up and under like fold in your um your post proficiency right then it would be great you know because then that's like what demarcus cousin does to score you know on those pick and rolls yeah
1: well he's a lot more polished but i get what you're saying. We kind of went all over the place, just like JV's game here, and we never really (laughs) answered the question of, is there, like, should we be concerned? If you're a Raptors fan right now, are you genuinely concerned, or are you just kind of, you know, just chill out, the Cavs are losing, the Celtics are losing, you know. Losing's a new trend in 2017 right now, so everybody (laughs) relax.
0: Yeah, look, everybody's losing, Cavs are lost, and the Cavs and LeBron is pissed. Like, LeBron is actually livid right now.
1: Dude, okay, we're going to talk about that after, (laughs) because...
0: Yeah, LeBron is losing. That's ridiculous. He's pissed, and uh, yeah, everybody's losing, which is odd. Um, I would be concerned only because the Raptors are in danger of losing the second seed because the Cap or the Celtics are half a game back. So, like, I don't are think, you like are I don't you concerned think this, of
1: the long like long term outlook of this team now for this season?
0: Not really. No, no, not really. You not know, not unless they fall into um into the four C which is like you know somebody else has to get injured <laughs> or not right? really not really because like the the Hawks are only a game back right so so I, I promised myself this I was like
1: if the Raptors are in the fourth or fifth C by the all-star break okay
0: yeah there's reason for panic yeah but right problem. now there isn't yeah so for now we're okay but uh I would be wringing my hands <laughs>
1: if there's a panic button i'm slowly grazing my finger over the top of it, but i'm not gonna hit it you know i'm just kind of like looking at it touching it taking it off like oh, okay it's there you know yeah uh, like i'm uh, pace- uh, pacing
0: back and <laughs> forwards in the room wringing my hands but i'm like you know i look at the button I'm like no no, no no not yet not yet but i gotta wait for the message
1: we'll, we'll get back to
0: you in, what <laughs> all-star games in three weeks yeah, man, the Raptors must be looking forward to that. Especially Kyle Lauer to get that break we were talking about.
1: He's probably scratching days off his calendar. Yes. One more. <laughs> One more. <laughs> you want to talk about the All-Star, All-Star game Absolutely. a bit?
0: Absolutely. Our buddy... Any love... snubs? Any snubs? Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think Joel Embiid too. I actually... See, my problem with like, looking at the rosters is like, when we say the word snub, who do you take out Is the other part of the equation?
0: Uh if I'm going to I take a Paul George. Paul George maybe probably Kevin Love for Joel Embiid if I'm going to yeah. be 100% honest like I don't you know I appreciate Kevin Love but I appreciate defense as well and uh I appreciate a mobile big man and give me the Nick. process he's right that's the process and that is not kevin love you know kevin love is having a good season this year he's like averaging like 20 points and he's getting grabbing a ton of rebounds like 11 rebounds but i don't know i just prefer i prefer the the process man like the 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 76ers are actually like a you know and their plus minus are actually like a plus team when he's on the court they would actually project to a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, like they're a legit, like if you
1: use like all the statistics and models, they're a playoff team, which well and beating in the lineup. The guy legit. has literally changed the whole fate of a franchise. A yeah, franchise, like, right?
0: Like, yeah, a legit dude. generational player. And you know, it's kind of like it's not a travesty, but I'm just like, you know, I, I wish he was there. He's such a fun loving dude. Like his personality would shine in the All Star Game. You know, be perfect. <laughs> Like he's just there to goof. Around. He's like, you know, if people liked Dwight Howard, that's what it would be like. You know, he's that's just a like, really good point. He's just like a goofy dude. He was like, he put, he, he. Oh, can you imagine the tweets from the All Star game? He's trying to get a picture with like <laughs> Rihanna and Drake or something like that. That would be hilarious. I just feel like the obviously when you're a coach, the coaches are voting for, for the reserves, right? so they're not gonna like think about that they're just like you know who the best player is which he is probably better than, he is better than Kevin Love but without question yeah I just he's not gonna get selected but I think he should have been there man I think we're missing Dude. out like on basically the Magic Johnson of our era right now personality wise
1: yeah I think you can make a case that the Zinger should get in over Paul George like poor God has had a pretty damn good season
0: yeah he's had a good season but that Knicks team bro and all that Knicks team I like I don't think he's that I don't think he's that good that you can excuse how bad the Knicks are right now but Joel Embiid you know like he's actually an amazing he's actually validating the 76ers franchise by existing so that's the reason why I would select him for the all-star team
1: so do you punish a player for playing on a bad team
0: if the team is like extraordinarily bad like Devin Booker is not getting in my, into my all-star game you know, no, I mean either. Uh Towns probably not. Um yeah, if the team is just like extraordinarily bad then it's it's hard to include them, but if they're like an, uh, like an actual like generational type player, or a player that's just like impacts like so many parts of the game like a uh, Anthony Davis or a Joel Embiid then I'm like yeah, those guys deserve to be in it. Giannis Tazakumpo deserves to be in.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's funny because you, when you say that, right, about how, like, you know, if you're playing on a bad team, I think that's what kind of screwed some of the guys in the West, like Damian Lillard. Um, you could even say Mike Conley to a certain extent. You know, mm-hmm. he missed some time, but he definitely plays All Star Caliber. What about Chris Paul and Rudy Gobert? <laughs> uh,
0: Chris Paul, yeah. Chris Paul's injured, though. That's the excuse that they get. Fair. Okay, he, he gonna... what about Rudy, dude? Rudy Gobert, I would have Rudy in over uh, De- DeAndre Jordan. And I think that he's in because he lives in L.A., right? And his play style is more spectacular, right? So even if you're a coach, you're just, like, you know, his play sticks out more than Rudy Gobert just, like, not allowing you to shoot inside the paint. There's no statistic for that, you know? It's true. Right? So when pe- when people don't shoot inside the paint or they have to shoot these, like, huge bankers off the off the top of the glass, like, there's, it's hard to... De- it's hard to see his effects compared to when DeAndre Jordan just like spikes the ball back into your face.
1: I agree with that. Even like the alley oops, the dunks, you know, all the flair. Exactly. Um, oh, we forgot! Congratulations to the Celtics on having like two All Stars. You know, Gordon Hayward. He's representing the Celtics as well. <laughs> since it's pretty much a done deal that he's going there next year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they wish, man. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, re- to hurt your
0: feelings again. Jay Crowder, come to the Raptors. We
1: Oh, dude, we could use him.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Think about the chip too on his shoulder.
0: Yeah, it'd be great for. Okay, well, this is wishful thinking because he's under contract, but still, him on the Raptors would be fantastic. Just
1: push the trade through like two K.
0: Oh man, like two K, like <laughs> where you can spend money to like just get people on your team. That's yeah, basically what's like the luxury if, tax. If you're like LA in real life, this is like just throw money at them. <laughs> But, yeah, so... Think. Sorry? No, go ahead. Yeah, so I do... You know, for me, there's there's a penalty for being on a bad team. There's a penalty.
1: Okay. I'm trying to think what else there's to talk about at this All-Star game now. I feel like that's pretty much it, man, because the guys that are snubs that we went through, mm-hmm. we kind of just realized that, you know, maybe the case isn't as strong as we thought when we first saw
0: the list. <laughs> My only aside from a bead. My only problem is um, Westbrook didn't get to start. Yeah, I didn't understand that because if Westbrook got to start and, and James Harden and Kevin Durant all started at the same time, I yes, mean, <laughs> that's good television. That would have been excellent television, right? Just for just like the drama of them all being together, and then everybody were like, "Man, remember when they were all on the same team?" And then you're if you're a Thunder fan. You just like cry into your into your popcorn because you're like they're all on the same team.
1: Well, on top of that, I'd love to see how Durant and Westbrook would interact. You know, since everybody's making a big deal about it because you know Westbrook apparently said don't don't shake that bitch's hand. or Whatever he said after yeah. the game. So
0: remember well. when like Michael Jordan and Isaiah Tom, uh, yeah Isaiah Thomas were on the same All Star team and like they would never pass the ball to Isaiah. Yes, that's what I want to see happen. <laughs> I have a feeling that's the same thing. I don't know who that would happen to. Like, I feel like just Westbrook would never pass it to Durant. And, 100%. Right, and then Durant would be like, he'd pass it to Westbrook, you know, hoping to get it back at some point in time, and then you would just never get it back. And then Hey, is look, Westbrook kind of petty with yeah. all this? Do you think or no? I think so, absolutely. I think he's petty too absolutely. with this dude. Like, it
1: started with the photographer outfit. Come on.
0: Yeah, and, um, yeah, man, oh and then ESPN would probably run some sort of statistic on, like how many times uh, Kevin Durant passed it to Westbrook, and Westbrook only passed it to him like <laughs> one time.
1: <laughs> and then you're missing the best part: Ennis Cantor with his one hand now, will definitely send some tweet out about Durant. You know, <laughs> throwing shade oh at him.
0: Goodness, <laughs> I can't believe he broke his arm or fractured that, his arm. that was
1: the stupidest thing I saw tonight.
0: I just why it's like you're you know you're a carpenter, right? You don't bang your tools unnecessarily, because those are your tools for your trade. It's the same thing when you're a basketball player. You don't punch walls. You don't, like, punch chairs, because those are the tools for your trade. If you can't, you don't have your tools, you can't do your trade. You can't make your millions of dollars.
1: Right. The worst part about it is when he punched the chair, people thought he fractured his hand. He didn't even grab his hand. Right away, he grabbed his forearm, and I was like, holy hell. (laughs) This guy fractured his forearm. Sure enough, yeah, actually, a moron for that. He's exactly, out for six to eight weeks. <laughs> six to eight weeks. And what makes it worse is he punched a chair against the Mavs, and the Mavs rested almost everybody tonight.
0: <laughs> hey, dude, come on! Are
1: you kidding me?
0: Oh man, he's never gonna hear the end of that, man. Honestly,
1: hell no. The only guys playing for the Mavs tonight was like Harrison Barnes, Andrew Bogut, and D League legend Pierre Jackson. That's D-League
0: it. D League legend.
1: The dude's a... Man, look up his scoring numbers in the D-League. Beast. Absolute beast.
0: But <laughs> yeah, man. The the West, is, West has become like a, a circus. And I was hoping for that Westbrook uh, all-star start. for Just uh, just for it to, <laughs> to devolve into this weird, bizarre carnival.
1: <sighs> I think it'd be hilarious. Wait, before we get out of here, who would you want to see play with those three guys? I personally, I'd want to see Draymond and... Mm, I don't know, throw DeAndre. I just think that'd be hilarious. Westbrook, oh, Durant, James Harden, Draymond, and DeAndre.
0: Oh, man. No, no, no. It should be DeMarcus. Then it's oh, like, yes, yes. That's way better. Then the entire team just hates each other. <laughs> would actually be
1: beyond <laughs> dysfunctional.
0: <laughs> and nobody would ever pass the ball. And Draymond <laughs> would call out
1: Westbrook for not passing
0: the ball. <laughs> pass It'd the, the damn crazy. ball. And then, oh, my gosh. And then demarcus would get on oh man that would be high drama dude why aren't they doing this right the defense between
1: boogie and james harden too combined on the other end who top notch right there first team
0: <laughs> that would be hilarious yo the rat see that's see that's one of the problems with the nba's um selection process with the all-stars is like they don't take the best 24 players you know it's a conference-based thing but like if they took the best 24 Westbrook would absolutely be starting in this in this uh, all-star game and then you might see him against James Harden or with this James Harden and Kevin Durant but you know you would see him starting and we wouldn't have people like we wouldn't have like Kevin Love you know in the in the all-star game we'd have like you know our Mike Conley's and Damian Lillard's that are missing it they would be in instead so you're of, basically
1: saying like yeah. adopt uh, pickup style just best twenty four guys. Let's go. Ball out.
0: Yeah, man. And then you would just have like some captains, you know. You have some. Captains that'd be pretty cool. Select like you'd have basically your pool of twenty four, and then you'd have your two captains, and then the two captains would just select from the pool of the twenty four.
1: I'd love to see that. You know, I think that'd actually be a lot of fun.
0: Right. Instead of like having your Jimmy Butlers on on the squad, you getting like your Damian Lillard's man. I mean, actually, Jimmy Butler would actually be on. The all-star team this year cuz he's amazing he's pretty amazing this year but you know what i mean no i do get what you're saying yeah it would just be a fun idea all around yeah i think they need to spruce it up man cuz like the all-star game is basically just like a like a dunk competition for a few for like an hour
1: it's just like fast break wide open threes
0: yeah and like now they're just trying to mitigate like um like mitigate uh their ability to get injured so they're just like i'm just going to shoot a three where nobody's around me and just gonna see how deep I can shoot threes from.
1: It's kind of yeah. dull.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's getting dull. The dunk competition was great last year, though. Yep, I and mean, we won't
1: we won't get a rematch apparently. No Levine Gordon this year, so. I know,
0: man, dude, I wanted that rematch so bad. Oh.
1: Same, we're just getting robbed. On that note, though, I think uh, we'll get out of here before we get injury. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode. My voice. As always, your vo- – oh, hey, take it easy, man. <laughs> oh. Meet you. <laughs> we got seven days till the next one, so take some tea, honey lemon, rest up. <laughs> um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud, also at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Crystal Cranitz. You can follow Damar on Twitter at Damar J. Grant. Um, guys, trying to stress too much about this Raptors losing streak. It might come to an end pretty soon. Hopefully, tomorrow night. If it doesn't.
0: If they well, lose to the Bucks, is a serious problem, man. Like, we actually need to start considering. So.
1: The panic? Hold on. <laughs> dude. One
0: more game means we're going to panic? It's the Bucks. I mean, like, like, it's possible for them to lose the Bucks, but, like, a six game losing streak is a big deal. All right. It is. Because then it, then we're going to start talking about if it affects their psyche and whatnot. And yeah. It, and then they drop into the third seed. And then we're talking about seeding. Yeah. It's we just kind of just tried guy. to the
1: podcast, and now we're still talking. So <laughs> yeah. I think we'll have to talk about this on the next podcast. Now it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. You. <laughs> now you should panic.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Enjoy the game, guys. Take care. Right, see
0: you.